Hello everyone, welcome back for a new season of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This year we're chatting with the band performing at the Cold Wave 7 Festival, which will take place at Metro in Chicago September 21st through 23rd, New York City September 13th through 15th, and finish off in Los Angeles September 27th through 29th. Born in 2012, Cold Waves began as a memorial concert for fallen Chicago musician and soundman Jamie Duffy and is now a multi-day festival-style show celebrating Chicago's relationship with industrial music and a passionate fundraiser for suicide awareness and prevention causes. A portion of the proceeds benefit Darkest Before Dawn, a nonprofit organization providing support, community, and resources to the late night service industry staff and live music engineers who keep our clubs and bars humming. This year's event will be led by Ogre, Meepy Manifesto, Frontline Assembly, The Black Queen, SeaTech, ChemLab, and many, many more. For the full lineup and ticket links, which include kickoff shows, after parties, and VIP packages, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Sunday Chicago performers Alicia Gaines, Nadia Garofalo, Brian Cundiff, and Charlie Landsman. This is Ganser. <laughs> Thank you. 
Nadia, hi. I uh, sing and I play keys. Hi, I'm Alicia. I sing and play bass. Charlie, I play the guitar. I'm Brian and I'm a drummer. <laughs> In 2014, um, Alicia and I, I think we're feeling a little bit of a hole in our creative lives. Um, having been out of art school for like four years at that point, we were both interested in music and I was really wanting to like pursue my own musical project. And it just sort of like went from there and uh, we just talked about it and ended up deciding to start Ganser. And then uh, from there we were lucky enough to find talented people who wanted to work with us and ended up being fortunate enough to find Brian and Charlie and here we are. So you guys used Kickstarter to help fund your Audrey release. How important was that to sort of get you guys going at the beginning? I mean it was where all of the money for the studio time came from, right? It helped pay for everything, all the costs surrounding it, including us going out to the West Coast to do our West Coast tour and hit up those festivals out there. It helped, yeah, pay for a studio, help, well, this, yeah, no. I mean, it basically served as, this is Alicia, um, it basically served as a pre-order. So, I mean, it was just a way to kind of front load some of the, the costs to go towards tour and the release. But yeah, at that point, it was pretty essential for us to be able to do that. You know, when you're going on your own, you don't have a record label at all backing you. At the, Like, at that time, we didn't. It was all kind of DIY, and we sort of had to, like... There was a lot of, like, I don't know, I think imposter syndrome to get through, thinking about whether or not getting doing a Kickstarter um, was the right thing to do for us. And we were like, well, we're positioning it a lot like uh, a pre-order, so it's not like we're just asking people for money for nothing. Like, they will be getting things from it. Um, it's just, like, going to help us out take some of like the cost burden off of us and help get us to the places that we want to go where people want to see us. So it was really, uh, you know, it ended up being a, a good, a good move for us at the time. Your next album, Odd Talk, that'll be out by the time this episode goes up on April 20th. Tell me about working on this new album, how it maybe is different than anything you put out before or how everything has led up to this. I think it's maybe similar in the fact that when we do go to record, we tend to know the songs pretty baked. We we do demos pretty uh, fine-tuned. Outside of that, um, we started writing the music, I would say probably around New Year's 2017, and uh, wrote for about six months and then went into the studio in July. Something big that's different that we wanted to achieve was that the recording was tracked mostly together. The MIDI was brought in from uh, stuff that was previously played and we did vocal overdubs. But other than that, a lot of the playing that you're gonna hear in terms of guitar, bass, and drums is all live. Yeah, I think it was just another matter of like trying to prove it to ourselves that we could do an album, do kind of the full length version of that. Um, again, it was a leap of faith in that we recorded, put the money in ourselves to do that, and then went and shopped it to labels afterwards. I want to talk about the video for PsyOps. It was a little disturbing. <laughs> Why was it disturbing? <laughs> it's, maybe disturbing is not the right word. It's it's unsettling. It's, all right, tell me you weren't going okay, for Okay, good. No, yet. that's great. I it's, think it's like the horror movie aspect of it, I think was totally what we were going for in that. 
the idea that something bad could happen at any time, but then, and like, there's all this like tension and build up to it. But then at the end of the thing, it's sort of like a, a little bit of a, I mean, I don't want to give it away to anyone who hasn't seen it yet, because I feel like it's sort of a reveal that's important. Um, but in the end, it's not necessarily as like horrible or, or I don't know, the outcome is sort of like underwhelming or anticlimactic. I don't know. Sometimes getting ready for work in the morning can be horrifying. So. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of shopped it and had this idea together in the room. And then um, I wrote out a treatment and sort of fleshed out the scene mm. by scene how it would go. I think for all of us, the main point was that if this is going to be maybe one of the hardest songs on the album, what are we going to do to really top that? So like we just kind of went banal instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's also just kind of funny to have such like an intense, hectic song and just like watch somebody go through their morning routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. while listening to it it had sort of a, a a dexter vibe to me at first it sort of reminded me of the intro to that i know what you're talking about exactly uh i think there was especially the moment where like the character kind of grabs the knife and sort of cuts into the grapefruit there i was definitely kind of thinking about that when like when thinking about the scenes of him like making breakfast how everything is just sort of like uh, done in such a methodic way <laughs> but that's honestly like if you were to if you think about it and like to think about the the steps you might take yourself in the morning in your routine like it is probably pretty methodical because you, you're so used to doing a lot of those things so i i thought that was great are you gonna put out any more videos for this album one we have one more coming out but we also we did put out we did put out one for avoidance brian can talk about it a little bit because he's the one who put that one together it's uh we use some found footage, um, public domain stuff that it's a lot of uh, it was a 1966 promo movie for Chevy that they sent to their dealers. So it was like an in-house thing that wasn't meant for the public. We took a lot of the uh, footage of the of like cars in motion just because the song sort of represents just like constant motion and always moving. And um, yeah, it, it's stylistically a kind of resembles our album art too and some of the artwork we've been putting together um so it ties in pretty well it's really funny yeah it is yeah. It's, it is funny it's kind of it brian just uh edited that one together really well um mm-hmm. alicia did as well yeah alicia also worked on that one um but yeah i mean in addition to that we've got one more video that'll be coming out next week so this will be out by the time the interview goes up um for a song of ours called satsuma so um, we haven't really talked about what's in that one yet, so it should be a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. We're very excited.
I think I watched the the PsyOps video when it was embedded on the New York Times website. And I just read an article about you guys in Billboard. So you guys are getting a lot of, you know, big time mainstream press. Obviously, you're making an impression on a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, um, it it's interesting because on one hand, uh, there's some folks that are writing in those spaces that have a lot of experience uh, in terms of writing in the music industry. And that's been kind of really nice to see and also get some questions that are very tailored to what we're kind of talking about. I mean, at the same time, though, there's some folks um, like the guys, everyone at uh, I Die, You Die, um, folks that have been talking about us for... God, like two, two and a half years now. Yeah, so since like, we started, really. So honestly, like, it's so great to still have people from that time still following us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all just you know a yeah. good thing to have. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty surreal to be to be kind of like recognized. I think by those platforms because I think when you, especially when you start out as such a, I don't know, in kind of like a genre that's not necessarily mainstream and not necessarily like I like we I would never in a million years have like thought that we would have been on the same like list as like Janelle Monet. You know? <laughs> like it's sort of really bizarre to us and like but also like really awesome and and isn't it cool that like music that wouldn't have necessarily been considered mainstream or whatever is, is sort of becoming noticed by people who do cover those kind of things and you know who would cover more mainstream stuff and I think I think you know I would like to think of it as like not necessarily just beneficial for us, but also beneficial for everyone else who kind of is is in the same realm of like music that might have been underappreciated at one point, but maybe now has an opportunity to be um, to be given its its you know appropriate recognition. At the same time, like everything is so crowded right now, I think you have to kind of lead like a trail of breadcrumbs to say like you know we we laugh at the same things like the sense of humor in our videos is kind of leaning towards what's in our music the album artwork and what that looks like um key keywords that we'll put out in terms of like you know we write our own bio so like if we throw something like you know i don't know if we reference like john waters which we don't you know i hope that like we love him and maybe the people that like us would also like him i think we're just trying to figure find people that are kind of like us and that can happen in, you know, publications of any size. So I think that it's really interesting how people have found us. I mean, there's a person who recently commented on our Instagram, like, I don't know who you guys are, but their last name is Ganser. And I think they just stumbled into us. And like, that, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a couple old German dudes with the last name Ganser yeah. who follow it's us. It's really, really funny. It's also, <laughs> it's also just like a nice thing to uh, show my parents. Yes! <laughs> Hey, look, I'm not, like, pissing away my life. I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, it's sort of, it's kind of validating um, as an artist to, like, to have, like, big publications, like, notice you. And, and, you know, that's, it's like, oh, wow, maybe all those years in art school or not in art school or all those years playing music were, like, paying off in a way that I didn't think they would, which is cool. <laughs> so you guys are getting ready to head out on the East Coast to support the new album. Is, is this the first time you guys have headed out my way? Yeah, it's the first time we've headed out east. Like I said before, we did do a West Coast tour um, after Audrey, and then we uh, we did a smaller Midwest tour before um, or after that. So uh, this is definitely we're really excited to come out though. I think we've been wanting to like hit up New York, and we've been wanting to like get out that way, um, and like you know Philadelphia and everything out there. We've been wanting to go for a while, so it's nice to like be able to do it. 
Yeah, I'm excited that not only can I see you guys, but I get to see Bloody Knives again, who Jason introduced me to them by having them play a couple years ago at Cold Wave. So I feel like they, they also have this interesting, unique sound that you can't really put into words. So how'd you hook up with them for this? Well, Preston, <laughs> uh, Preston and I are um, part of the same cat group on Facebook. <laughs> There's this group about like with, uh, I think it's like Austin, like Austin cat owners who are also punk i can't remember what the actual name of the group is i think it's like austin cat punks or whatever punk cat owners anyway um my friend invited me to that she's like oh you don't have to be from austin you should just be on this and i'm like okay <laughs> so i was on it and then at one point preston was like oh hey i didn't know you were on this too are you from <laughs> and i'm like i'm just here for cat pictures um but then when we were thinking about going out on the road we were kind of like, well, is there a band that's touring at the same time that maybe we can hook up with? And then I kind of saw that they were planning on going out. Um, and so I was just like, I just messaged him on Facebook and I'm like, hey, so uh, we're going on tour. If you guys are also coming to the East Coast and want to like do a couple dates with us. And they ended up just like being really into it and decided to like jump on like half the tour with us, which is great. And I think it'll be the last part of their tour because um, they're they're out in the West Coast now. Or they're yeah, I think they're heading out now. You guys kicked off Cold Waves 5, and Nadia, you were even performing the year before as the Chicago Sum Girl with Rabbit Chunk. So as Chicago natives, tell me about what Cold Waves means to you. For me, um, I've been I've been going to Cold Waves since the beginning. Likewise. Um, yeah, and I brought, I think Alicia came with me to the first one, um, because I actually was friends with Jamie Duffy, who was the, like, I, you know, um, I, I knew him, and, and you know, obviously... It's unfortunate that that had to be like the reason that Cold Waves came about in the beginning. Um, but I think that, you know, he would be super pumped and excited about what it's become. Um, and I would hope that he'd also be very honored about like what his memory has, has gone on to do um, in this community. But uh, that so that was kind of what Cold, Wave, Cold Waves is. A, it's it's a lot of different things. I think for me, it's it's like that. There's always that like that kind of overarching reminder of the, of that being sort of the original reason it, it kicked off um but also it's sort of become this great community of like-minded um people kind of like not just an industrial but also i don't know they've kind of like I've, i'd like to see that they've been mixing it up with bands that are like a little less like strictly industrial but like you know just kind of the idea of like these like dark wave people who maybe would be benefiting from uh from that kind of music and also the um great fundraiser of having it be you know to benefit people who might be uh in crisis so i think that's a wonderful a wonderful thing as well i mean the the arc for us was really strange in that i think at the time of cold waves one ganser wasn't even a thought yet yeah you know so it's gone from us attending the first one to making a band to playing it in 2016 as as the four of us and then now playing the big stage at Metro.
On this episode, you heard PsyOps, Satsuma, and Touch Insensitive. Ganser can be found at ganser.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Madmaker by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Mark Heal from SeaTac. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Wave, Spawn Chicago musician, and sound man Jamie Duffy. Here's Nadia once again sharing her memories of Jamie. The first time I met Jamie was in, it's just kind of a weird, it's sort of this like weird, weird uh, memory that I have. I was like dating this guy who was friends with these people in this like industrial band and I like was hanging out and he was like, oh, hey, come to my friend's house. Like we're just going to hang out. They just got off tour or something. And so I went, um, I went to the apartment with this guy and Jamie was there. I don't remember exactly the conversation because this was like years ago. I won't say how many because that'll age me. He, we were talking about this pig face show in Rochester, New York. And he was like, I was there. And I was like, no shit. Like, <laughs> like that's how crazy. Like, that's wild. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you look super familiar and I couldn't figure out how. And I'm like, oh my God, this dude totally saved me from this guy who almost punched me in the face because he was moshing too hard at this random pig face show in Rochester, New York. So Jamie Duffy, before I even knew who he was, was like saving me from wild flaily industrial dancers. <laughs> Back when I, in like, I don't know, 2006, I think that was. And that was crazy. And that was kind of the first time we actually like, we kind of bonded on that, telling the story about that show, because that was such a weird, uh, interesting, cool show. And such a such a bizarre because like I wasn't from Rochester. I just happened to buy tickets to that show and not realize that Rochester was actually six hours away from where I had grown up in Massachusetts. <laughs> so that was a fun road trip. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, I have the tickets now. I guess I have to go. So yeah, it was. That's a that's probably my uh, best best and weirdest Jamie story.